Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back with you, the John Chuckery Show, halfway home in the Key Studios on this Monday evening. Hey, uh, for all the NFL news you need, the Odyssey podcast first and pod. Danny Parkins from Chicago, Andrew Filipponi from Pittsburgh, bringing you all the latest takes from around the NFL. Episodes drop on Thursdays. Follow First and Pod for free on the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcast from. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app so you catch us on the go. Social media at 929 The Game. I'm at JMCH316. Well, Braves get a night off. As they continue to try to catch the New York Mets, and we head down the home stretch here. As we do every other month, head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our Odyssey MLB insider, Bob Nightingale. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you can get pre qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. And of course, you can follow Bob on his Twitter page at B Nightingale. And Bob, let me start with I know they don't hand out a Breakout Player of the Year award in Major League Baseball. But boy, you look at what Kyle Wright has done this year at 16 and 5, an ERA under 3, 140 plus strikeouts and 147 innings pitched. I think he'd be one of the guys right at the top of the list, would he not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal year. Uh, you know, it's when people talk about the Dodgers, the Mets, people don't talk about Atlanta enough. Uh, yeah, who wants to face Freed and Freed and Wright, you know, one two and uh that's a tough combination. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because in the start feed in Kyle Wright, the Braves are 35 and 13 this year. Where do you think as far as, I mean, I'm not saying that their shares are in DeGrom, I, but as far as duos, when you look across Major League Baseball, to your point, you get to game one and game two of a playoff series. Where do you think they are as a duo in Major League Baseball? Well, just looking at you know, the National League, I, I, I think I would take them uh... – over anybody except for the Mets, and that's you know if Degrom is healthy, and certainly take him over the Dodgers, you know duo, you know uh, certainly you know Milwaukee, you know Padres have a good one too with Darvish and Musgrove, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know right around maybe the, the Padres, maybe tied for second uh, with, with the Padres rotation. I'm trying to think of uh, everybody else, but a uh, certainly take him over Nola and Wheeler, uh, Philadelphia. Odyssey MLB insider Bob Nightingale joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Um, you know, I, I keep kind of joking. Every time Dansby continues to homer, gets another hit, big three-run homer last, that price tag just goes up and up and up. Has he separated himself, do you think, from even some of the other guys? I know Trey Turner has had a really good year himself, but has he really, you know, moved up and past maybe some of the other names that – were looked at as being big money shortstops this year. Has he? I'm not sure how many players have done better for themselves in a free agent year than what Dansby's done. No, I agree. I mean, certainly he should be making more money than he was going to at the start of the season, and hopefully he stays put in Atlanta. Uh, I mean, Turner, Turner is unbelievable. He might be top five players in baseball. Does everything right? Uh, you know, especially with the speed and and all that. 
but you know, Dansby certainly had a year than Carlos Correa. Uh, he's had a better year than uh, you know Alexander Bogarts. I'm not sure he'll be you know paid as much. Uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully he stays put. I know, you know, Atlanta really wants to keep him. He wants to stay. You know, we went through that with Freddie Freeman too. But you know, he's he means so much to that community. Do uh, with that though, and, and I know this doesn't fair or sound nice, but they have a guy play shortstop that's, you know, what's he hitting uh, right now? He's hitting three twenty four with a five hundred slugging, and I understand a short sample, but. Do do organizations use that against guys that we really want you to stay here, you know? But I mean, you know, if it's not the right price, you know, hey, Vaughn Grissom can play shortstop for us. I mean, ice, and it's not fair, but it's also business and negotiations, is it not? You no, know, you're right. I mean, I mean, he's got to know that. It's like, okay, Atlanta's not. It's not a desperation move. It's not like, okay, if you don't have him, they got to go get a free agent. They can just, you know, keep Grissom. And who knows with Grissom? I mean, you know, sometimes guys, you know, start off great, then have a, a poor, you know, second year like before, too. It'd be nice to have, you know, just to move around, you know, maybe be a starting left fielder. But but you're absolutely right. Uh, they will use that against them negotiation. They may not just come out and say it, but they also might make it look like, hey, we want you here, but we don't have to have you. We got We got options. Odyssey MLB insider Bob Nightingale joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. The Braves are in a tough spot with Marcelo Zuna. And, you know, look, they've said that they're going to let the legal process play out and this, that, and the other. We saw the Cubs are going to, you know, DFA Jason Hayward at the end of the year, and they're going to move on, and that's $23 million. They've got $32 million, Marcelo Zuna, who I'm guessing at this point isn't worth a bag of balls in a trade. Why anybody would probably touch him would be crazy. What do you think the likelihood that Ozuna is even around before the rest of the season or do you think the Braves wait till the offseason and then decide what to do with them? I think they wait the offseason. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they would like to wait until uh, spring has a big spring and able to trade them then. But, you know, who knows if they want to keep them that long. But I don't, I don't think they'll be on the playoff roster and uh, see what see what happens uh, there. But, yeah, I mean, my, my gut tells me, you know, that he'll be gone sometime during the, during the uh, winter. Even if it's say uh, they're eating, you know, ninety percent of that contract, and more teams are eating contracts than ever now. I mean, we, you know, the Angels we saw with a, you know, pull holes with uh, Justin Upton. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Hayward. We're seeing that all the time now. Bob, let's uh, bounce around a little bit. Um, I'm fascinated by a couple of things going on. First off, is this hundred eighty-five million dollar settlement between minor league and major league baseball? Um, this sounds like so. This literally sounds like there are thousands of players that are involved. What I, I, I guess I, I have a little bit of trouble understanding about what the grievance was that the minor league baseball player association had with Major League Baseball when they talk about overtime hours and extra sessions and these different things. Can you kind of help me understand a little bit better what this settlement means or why? What was the cause of it? I guess. Yeah, I think in particular a couple of states, I think Arizona and California, uh, too, for sure. Yeah, more like overtime hours, and you know uh, these guys are working more than 40 hours a week, and they're not getting paid the, the minimum wage. Unfortunately for those guys in the lawsuit, uh, they only get they're only getting like three, four thousand dollars from it. Uh, the lawyers made the killing, you know, <laughs> they made the yeah. big money in this thing. Yeah. But the players themselves, and 
you know, now the union finally says, okay, we'll take the minor leaguers on too. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, you know, sounds good. But, you know, is, is, are major league players really going to go on strike because of living conditions for minor leaguers? You know, that's not going to happen. Well, and let me ask you about that because that that's the other part of this is the petition going around. Uh, is this in conjunction with the Major League Players Association or do you think that it makes more sense to have a minor league players union and a major league players have two separate unions because they have two completely different sets of demands and let's face it, lifestyle and everything else. I mean, it, it to put everybody under one umbrella isn't always the best solution. Yeah, we'll see how it works. But right now it's a conjunction. I mean, one big union. I mean, uh, you know, whether you're, you're Max Scherzer, uh, you're in the same union as an A-ball pitcher. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, because get the same benefits. I don't even know if they're going to make the minor leaguers pay dues. That would be hard to do. But I, I think that, you know, decided to do it just to keep a, uh, you know, increase the pay a little bit uh, across each level and maybe to make sure that the, uh, you know, you got some better accommodations or single rooms in a road, that sort of thing. So we've heard for decades, Bob, I mean, that that minor league conditions, you know, we talked about minor league organizations that have folded up. A lot of these uh, stadiums need lots of renovation and this, any other, bad clubhouses, this, any other. Why is it taking until 2022 when baseball's only been around for about 400 years, it seems like? Why is it now that this is all kind of coming to the front? Where was this, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago that the minor leaguers wouldn't have been part of the major league union? I think just guys were afraid to say that, thinking, okay, if I say something, uh, my team's going to penalize me. I won't get to the big leagues. Uh, this guy, Harry Marino, he stepped up and started the minor leagues uh, for advocate group, and uh, he kind of got the ball rolling with players starting to speak out anonymously. But, you know, taking pictures of what their food looked like and six guys to a room, you know, during the season, that sort of thing. So he really got the ball started, and now he's going to be part of the union uh, leadership team himself. Bob, let me ask you um, another one of our Odyssey MLB insiders, John Heyman. I thought wrote a really interesting article about the Oakland A's, who sit right now at 48 and 81. And after some of their roster moves, I want to say that it's about a $25 million payroll. When do we get to where there has to start being a floor in spending? Or, I mean, it's absurd what Oakland is doing and their primary, the, the <clears throat> excuse me, of their ownership group. I know their primary owner or the, the head of their group. You know, he's worth like $5 billion or something like that. It's not like he's poor, but their stadium situation and all this, that, and the other. Like, how do we? How does baseball let organizations get to this kind of point where they're just, just such a bottom feeder, you know, in a professional sport? It's almost embarrassing what the Oakland A's are. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't happen. Uh, I know during the CBA negotiations, MLB proposed a $100 million floor, and uh, I think that the, the uh, tax would go, start at 180 instead of 230 So, But the unions always fought the floor, thinking, okay, there's a floor. That means there's going to be a cap one day. So they're afraid to just open that Pandora's box. But you're absolutely right. I mean, when you have a uh, an ownership group that's, you know, intentionally not trying to spend money, you know, it's, it brings down the whole sport. I mean, of the four major sports, no one has the uh, financial disparity like baseball, not even close. 
Yeah, and, and think about it. I guess from a from an economics perspective, wouldn't it still be better to have a cap with a floor than it would be to have no floor and no cap where the way baseball is, six teams can spend a bunch of money and, you know, when the Rockies, you know, get 35 games out or Oakland's 34 games out, they can dump players for prospects and, you know, have about six bucks in payroll. I mean, I, I get the concept that they don't like the idea of a potential salary cap, but won't they all do better? And isn't that what they want is everybody to do better? Wouldn't everybody do better if if there were more people toward the middle than some real high top people and some a vast amount of guys that are really on the bottom of the barrel contract-wise? Well, they would. It just make the game more competitive. I mean, you go into a season, you already know, hey, Oakland's going to uh, lose 100 games. That shouldn't happen. Uh, I know the union will file a grievance, I'm sure, uh, over Oakland saying you're putting the you're putting the money back in your pockets is supposed to go to the uh, team and it's not. Uh, you know the fans don't show up again nine thousand a game. Now Colorado they haven't played good baseball either, but they're doing over thirty thousand a game. It's still a uh, a very good product. You know they tried they you know signed Chris Bryant to that contract, uh, but yeah your team like Oakland it's it's embarrassing. Yeah it's crazy so. Bob Nightingale's our Odyssey MLB Insider, and Insider Calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Head to Driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars and driveways nationwide inventory. And, of course, you can follow him on his Twitter page, at B Nightingale. Bob, as always, man, appreciate it. We'll talk in a couple of weeks. All right. Sounds great. Thank you, everybody. You got it. Appreciate it, man. And, um, yeah, it, it is an embarrassment what the Oakland and, – and what's sad about the Oakland A's, when I grew up, Oakland was as dominant a franchise as there was in the American League. Burt Campanaris, Reggie Jackson, Catfish Hunter, Vita Blue, Joe Rudy, Raleigh, Gene. I can name the whole friggin' roster. Herb Washington was a pinch runner. Remember him? Claudel Washington started there. Don Baylor. All those guys. They're an embarrassment now. And they have a guy who's got billions that's the lead owner of their organization. All right, when we come back, that's life. Um, the Mickey Mantle card closed out. And wait till you hear the number attached to this, plus our top ten as well. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Right Now, the game, Odyssey.com app. 